Hi, I'm Joanne Worley, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to episode 84 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm Brian Zemrak, and on this episode, 84 episodes, can you imagine? It just seems to be flying right by. But anyways, uh, as I was saying, on this episode, we are joined by Joanne Worley, who was on the legendary Ronan Martin's Laugh-In, and uh, as well as appearing in many TV shows, movies, on Broadway. And Joanne will be joining us momentarily, but first we have to look at what's coming your way as far as remakes with Remake Madness on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness 1975's The Reincarnation of Peter Proud, which starred Michael Sarazen, Jennifer O'Neill, and Margot Kidder, is headed for a remake by the writer and director of Seven. And look for Martin Lawrence and Jamie Foxx to join forces in old characters they've played to remold them and remake them into a big screen film. And they'll play Shanina and Wanda, characters uh, from their old TV days. And uh, they'll remake that into uh, from a TV character to big screen. And uh, we'll see what comes out from that. Jamie Foxx getting back into comedy there. And also, uh, the remake from TV to big screen also, we uh, talked about it in an earlier show, Yogi Bear now has a few cast members. Yogi is going to be played by Dan Aykroyd. As far as the voice, anyways, because naturally it's going to be a CGI. And Justin Timberlake will play Boo Boo. He's going to do Boo Boo's voice. And Anna Ferris is not going to be a character. She's just going to be one of the live-action people in the movie. And uh, she will be uh, a, a nature film documentary person. And she's going to be following Yogi and Boo Boo around, I guess. That's sort of what the plot's going to be about. We'll keep you up um, updated on that as it comes out. That's about it for Remake Madness right now. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming movies coming your way right here from On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Upcoming movies, rumored and otherwise, look for, in 2010, Gerard Butler to star in a film called Burns. And in development, Morgan Freeman is going to star in Dirty Old Men in 2012 about an aging playboy who meets the love of his life and his best pal is trying to break them up. And also look for Tobey Maguire. He will star in The Details. It's about a couple with a raccoon infestation, and the comedy is set for a 2010 release. That's it for upcoming and rumored movies. Coming up next, Sequel City. Finding out what's coming away as far as sequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. Sequel City, well, rumblings of Jurassic Park 4 have risen once again. The director of Jurassic Park 3 recently spoke about the possibility. 
And more rumblings are going on also about a sequel to Independence Day. And we'll keep an eye on that one for you. And uh, we've spoken about this before, but Scream 4 seems to be moving along with the writer himself saying that he's working on it. And at the same time, he's working on Scream 5. So that's a couple more coming your way. That's about it for sequels for On Screen and Beyond. Coming up next, uh, we'll sit back and take a look at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD right here on On Screen and Beyond. As far as TV on DVD, Dallas, the complete 12th season, will be headed for stores on January 19th with all 26 episodes on three DVDs. And The Waltons, the movie collection featuring six reunion movies from TV made by the cast, will be in stores on January 26th. And on February 23rd, Night Court, the complete third season, presides in stores in 2010. That's about it for TV on DVD. Coming up next, movies on DVD, right here on On Screen and Beyond. As far as movies on DVD, Terminator Salvation with Christian Bale hits DVD on December 1st this year. And look for Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince to arrive in stores on December 8th on DVD. And Julie and Julia with Meryl Streep will be cooking its way to DVD on December 8th also. That's about it for movies on DVD. Coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond, we have the honor of having Joanne Worley joining us. She is from Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, of course, and she was in all kinds of TV shows and movies and Broadway and everything else. And she's uh, just a fantastic person. She's going to be right here talking with us. You're going to get to know her better. She's a very funny woman, and she's right here. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, we have a very special guest. In the late 60s, she was part of the weekly craziness on Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In. She supplied one of the voices on Disney's animated classic Beauty and the Beast. She has appeared on more TV shows than we have time to mention, movies, Broadway, game shows, cartoons, and so much more. And she loves animals. It's Joanne Worley. Welcome to On Screen and Beyond, Joanne. Well, thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure to be talking to you. Well, it's an honor to have you on the show. I've always enjoyed you, and and uh, it, it's just so nice to have you on here. And as I mentioned, uh, you are a big animal lover. Um, well, and, well I guess I am. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I happen to be right now president of Actors and Others for Animals. Mm -hmm. And it is an organization that a lot of people in show business, we get called on to do a lot of charitable events. But it is an organization that I have just been doing more and more for. So I clawed my way to the top, as they say. <laughs> I started out as a, a working person and then uh, was on the board and then became vice president and uh, now, now president. So, uh, And we're having our big event coming up, our one yes, fundraiser. Yes. Uh, we're saluting Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In this year. Mm -hmm. yeah. So a lot of my buddies will be there. We have a... Uh, a wonderful dais of people, and George Slaughter, the producer, has provided us with a lot of uh, 
clips from the show. For the people who are in California, this is going to be November the 14th. Mm-hmm. It is a luncheon at the Universal Hilton Hotel. And I, uh, I just came from the office where everybody's doing all the seating things and they're, they're adding tables. So it's, uh, we're very excited about it. Yeah. And can you tell us who some of the guests are going to be? Well, uh, certainly my, my laugh-in buddies like uh, Gary Owens and Artie Johnson is going to uh, be in attendance. We are going to have uh, Rowan and Martin represented by Dick Martin's wife, Dolly Martin, and Dan Rowan's daughter-in-law, Laura Rowan. So we're going to have Rowan and Martin with boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Nancy Sinatra, who was a guest on the show several times, met her husband, Hugh Lambert, on Laugh-In, and she is going to be uh, with us. Of course, George Slaughter. Barbara Feldon, who was on quite a few times, is wow. coming out from uh, New York to be with us and, and talk. And uh, Rip Taylor, the wonderfully funny Rip yes. Taylor. He's been a guest and on Fred, show. Yes, and Fred Willard. And uh, Bruce Valanche is going to be our MC. Hmm, boy, it sounds like a good so, one. It does. Oh, you're also having an award for caring going to Dick Van Patten? Yes, uh, and we all know Dick Van Patten is a, uh, a wonderful animal activist, and he happens to have right now a very successful dog food uh, business where a lot of people's uh, dogs say, I won't have anything except Dick Van Patten's Natural Balance. Mm-hmm. And he is, is going to be recognized, uh, you know, we'll give him a swell plaque. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it's going to be a very nice event. Since you are an animal lover, does that include chickens? Uh, that's a, I'm love, sorry, that's a chicken joke. <laughs> I got it, I got it. And it wasn't even disguised. Right. Well, absolutely, because on a laughing, I would say, is that a chicken joke? And I stood up for the chickens when nobody else would. <laughs> and uh, I uh, I still uh, get a lot of uh, chicken jokes from people, and I still, uh, you know, tell chicken jokes. I, yeah. I put out, as a matter of fact, a chicken joke book. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, it's quite a collector's item now. Huh. And, and at our event, I am going to, uh, in our silent auction, one of the original Laugh-In scripts is uh, going to be in the silent auction. Oh, wow. And each, each one of those scripts were sometimes like three or four hundred pages, because wow. on one page it would say, oh, Goldie goes gulp, you know, or, you know, just one boing, mm-hmm. one sound, and then you turn the page and it's another quick uh, blackout sketch, you know, or just a sound or a little bubble that floats underneath the, you know, the people's feet while they're talking, you know, yeah. different things like that. Yeah. Now, did you ever see the show? I don't know how old you are, oh, Brian. Yes. Oh, yes. I used to watch it all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, okay. it was a great show. I loved it. And uh, um, I had the opportunity to work with uh, Ruth Buzzy one time a couple of years ago. We, we did a uh, voice. She did some voiceover work for us. And, uh-huh. Uh, she... Uh, I had a chance to talk with her and Dom DeLuise at the same time. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I know. And I just talked to I've talked to Ruthie quite often. Uh, and she's uh, she's just the best, isn't she? Oh, yeah. She was great. Yeah. Well, Sesame Street just had a birthday. And, you know, Ruthie was on Sesame Street mm-hmm. quite a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned that I did one of the voices on Be- in Beauty and the Beast. Do you know which one that is? The wardrobe. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you you didn't know because you said you did one of the voices. Oh well, no. I just meant you know just so people knew there was one. <laughs> you did did yeah, a voice. I, I just, sometimes people do do several voices in animated oh, yes. uh, things. Uh, they 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 can change your voice, but strangely enough, the wardrobe sounded very much like Joanne Worley. Yeah. 
It was uncanny. <laughs> yeah. Now, did did you when you were doing that, uh, the Beauty and the Beast voiceovers? Could you tell that that was going to be such a great movie? Uh no, <laughs> because uh, when you do the voice, they have a, a drawing of the what the character is going to look like, mm-hmm. and they have a storyboard of what the action is. And you go in, and uh, usually you're by yourself, and they, and the director, and you um, lay down. It's called, yes, yeah, you know, many different lines. Oh, yes. Sometimes with a little variation, uh, and so, and in my case, there were sometimes very different sounds. Like there was a one scene where I jumped all the way off the balcony when we were having the big fight scene, and uh, mm-hmm. and squashed somebody, and it was like a. Ah! So you had to do that many different times. So they could, uh, you know, whatever the animators were feeling at that time or felt was right, they would have the sound to match it. Yeah. And another thing about um, Beauty and the Beast, after it was released and after the Broadway show came out, they realized how they could do a number, which they tried to do in the movie, called Human Again. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know how to uh, how to do it in the uh, film but until they saw it on the Broadway stage, and they said, that's it, you do it like a Broadway number. So we all went back to the drawing board with a, a big orchestra and uh, uh, recorded uh, Human Again, and then they animated it, and it was put into the special edition that came out. Now, that's also, if I remember right, that's coming out in a 3D special release, isn't it, uh, in the next year or so? I hope so. I, I, th- I hope so. That'll make me really happy. <laughs> I thought so. I thought I thought I heard that, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I do so many things about uh, movies that are coming out and remakes and things oh. like that. I, I sometimes do you hear get my confused. dog. Do you hear my yes? Martin? Yeah. That's Harmony. What uh-huh. is it, Harmony? Yeah, she wants my total attention. <laughs> I'm really busy. I'm really busy. I'm really busy right now. Thank you, Harmony. How, she uh, wants it. she wants attention. Uh, she is a rescue. She's, uh, I got her about, oh, eight or nine years ago, and they guessed at her age. They thought she was about two. She happens to be a little uh, miniature Yorkie who goes everywhere with me. Yeah. Everywhere. Do you have animals? Yes. We, in fact, we have a rescue from California. Great pet. What's his name? What's his name? M- Mikey. Mikey! <laughs> Let Mikey do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He's sort of a cross. Mikey <laughs> He's a what's cross. He, what's be- he? uh, cross between a Jack Russell and... And a Chihuahua. <laughs> oh my! That is quite a cross. Yes, it is. Whoa! I bet he's adorable. He is just adorable. Yeah, yeah. Now, as you were growing up, uh, were you the class clown when you were in school? I guess so, because I was voted school comedian when I was a, a freshman. Uh-huh. So I guess I was uh, doing uh, bits and things like that when I was uh, in school. So it was. How about you? The, were you a class clown? No, not me. <laughs> No? Okay. <laughs> now, when you were, uh, what, how did you get into the business as, as far as, uh, you know, acting and things like that or being on TV? Uh, you put one foot in front of the other. First of all, uh, you learn as much as you can. I, I didn't know what show business was, and out of high school I went away to Summerstock and became an apprentice in Summerstock where I learned uh, what show business is. And then I got a scholarship to college, and I uh, studied, uh, majored in drama as much as you can in the first couple of years of college, and went to California to continue going to school and uh, started uh, working uh, on, on stage. The stage is my background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, so that's uh, Were you just, were you, was that your goal when you were young to become an actress? 
Well, when I was when you're young, the word actress doesn't come into your mind. It didn't to mine. I guess unless you're born in a theatrical family where you know you have aunts and uncles who are actresses and mm-hmm. actors. Uh, all I knew is that I enjoyed making people laugh, and I didn't know how to do that, and to uh, until I realized that oh, there is something called the theater. Theater was what I knew, mm-hmm. and uh, and in theater you uh, there are comedy roles, and that's what I did, and uh, it, that's how it kind of evolved into uh, the career that I've had in many different areas of this business. And but you don't know that when you're little, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember your first role on TV? Uh, or film? I think on TV. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of my first role on film was for Walt Disney. It was called Moon Pilot, and it was with Tom Trine, and it was when going to the moon was a fantasy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I played a, a hippie and a big bunch of hippies in that. Uh, and then uh, my first real television exposure would be on the Merv Griffin show. I was uh, doing the little nightclubs in Greenwich Village, and one of his uh, talent scouts saw me, and that's how I, I did my first Merv Griffin show, and I wanted to do... Oh, I, I did uh, almost a hundred of them. That was when he was uh, not syndicated, but his show was was indeed syndicated out of New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking over the list here, I'm just getting the, the list here, and it's just amazing all the TV shows and everything that you've been in. It's, I mean, and and game shows. I mean, you you were a staple on every game show there was almost. I really love playing all the game shows. And by the way, that resume you have, you have to cut back after a while. Otherwise, if you can't get it on one page, it's too much. Right? Yeah, so, I got three, four pages. They're, they're not all on there. Uh, but I love the game shows, and I still run into people. Uh, just last week, I ran into somebody who said, "Oh, I have to tell you, my husband played uh, the pyramid show with you. You want help him win ten thousand dollars, and he was able to finish law school and get his degree. And you know, we're married about that. And I love hearing those well, stories yeah, about that's nice. really." really helping and that's why i liked playing the game shows i i liked the idea of, of really helping people and i took them uh, we had fun doing them but i i didn't uh, mess around when we were playing the game i really you know gave it my best uh, shot and tried to use as little time as possible so that they could win yeah now when you were on shows like um uh, the ones that seemed to be really ad-libbed or or maybe maybe they weren't maybe it just seemed that way but uh, shows like um, hollywood squares and match game and gong show were those as wild and crazy as they you know they seemed well yes and they were ad-libbed sometimes on the hollywood squares because some people might come on and they would freeze they ask a question they say Mm -hmm. you know uh, what do you put put in a pen and they go oh and people didn't want to look dumb yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, they would uh, give, say, a, a good uh, bluff. They couldn't give you any answers, of course not. They would say a bluff might be lead. 
you know, mm-hmm. and uh, if you were smart, you knew it was ink. Uh, but uh, they they couldn't because standards and practice wouldn't uh, let them uh-huh. obviously give you the uh, the right answers. Yeah. Huh. Now, on Laugh-In, how did you come about to get the part on Laugh-In? It happened to be one of the Merv Griffin uh, tapes of one of the shows that I did was in George Slaughter's office, the producer, and I happened to be on the West Coast, even though I lived in New York at that time, in my agent's office, and the agent was on the phone selling another comedian to George, and he put me on the phone, and George and I talked and laughed and laughed, and he he uh, hung up the phone. He looked at that tape and called back and said, I'd like to see Joanne. And I think I saw him a couple days later. And he said, it's hard to explain what it is. Do you want to do it? And I said, absolutely. Absolutely. Because something like that had really never been done before. Oh, yeah. that was. I mean, so, it, was, it was just a show that nobody had ever seen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And they didn't think that uh, it could be replicated after the first one was indeed a special at NBC. And then uh, it came in mid-season uh, because it, it was something that people had, as you said, had never seen before and didn't think they could do it. How could you do that every week? Yeah. But we did. Oh, yes. And, and yeah. with so many guests, I mean, the guest star list on that show was unbelievable, the people you had. Now, were they out seeking these people or were these people wanting to be on the show? Uh, both, uh, both ways. Uh, specifically... Uh, uh, Peter Sellers, I think they went after Peter Sellers because, you know, he lived in London and, uh, you know, they had to, you know, persuade him to do it. But uh, people like Kirk Douglas did it because his sons wanted him to do the show because the show was so hip. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they did it to, uh, you know, to please their family. And Richard Nixon, I think, did it so he could win the election. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And and Cliff Robertson, he's been a guest on our show. Uh, He was on there a couple of times. And uh, Uh the, the... Ringo Starr, and I mean the monkeys. Everybody wanted to be on Laughing back then. Yeah, it, it was it was the happening show. Yeah, it really, and it really was uh, uh, as as much fun as it looked like. Yeah. Now, at the end, when the when you did the uh, the window, the joke the, wall, the joke wall. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Was was that scripted or? Because I mean, well, nobody ever seemed to make it through. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Now, well, actually, uh, the other, um, every single joke was written down, and the order was written down. And But we were encouraged to enjoy ourselves, mm-hmm. and it was the last thing that we filmed of the week. So everybody's kind of like that uh, horses going back to the barn feeling. We all raced for it. <laughs> and uh, and we would have fun and just to, and play. As a matter of fact, we're going to show a clip of one of the most insane joke walls that we did at uh, our event on the 14th. And, I mean, it, it was really bizarre. It was, and just fun, and that, that was all spontaneous. Yeah, I mean, that was cracking up. choreographed. Yeah, it wasn't choreographed, or we were told to do that stuff. We just, we just had a good time. Now, you were on for only a certain amount of years. You weren't on the, uh-huh. for the complete length. Did you, did you leave for a certain reason, or... Did, you, did yes. you want to do other things? Yes, or? absolutely. I left to make a great deal more money. Ah. That's why. <laughs> That's nice. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, everybody, it was under an after contract, as a, and after contracts are only two years, uh, as opposed to, oh, say, SAG, which is usually a three-year series uh, contract. Oh. And uh, if, if you notice, a lot of the people left after two years, and that right, was yeah. because... 
uh, there were so many wonderful offers. Huh. Yeah. So it was a it was a, a career decision on the part of my agents and managers. Ah, okay. Because you know, you, you like you say, a lot of people they they were there for a few years and they left, and the only ones uh-huh. I think were there were there for a long time were uh, for the full length was uh, I think Ruth was there for the whole time. Yeah, she couldn't get another job. <laughs> <laughs> and get well, Gary Owens. No, they're the two who who did absolutely every show. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh huh. But. I always seem to remember you, uh, like you were there the whole time, <laughs> even though you were there only a couple of years. It seems like, you know. That's because I'm tall. I'm a tall girl. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when, when people mention laughing, your name comes up. I mean, it's just that uh, you're so memorable in the, on that show. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I, and I, I didn't leave the show from not having fun and enjoying right. it. That wasn't it at all. It, uh, because we really had a good time doing it. It yeah. was it was a fun and it was an exciting uh, atmosphere atmosphere to work in because we were encouraged to contribute, and that is, as you know, wonderful. Right. If yeah. we if we thought of something that we might want to do, we could either write it up or if we had a uh, costume on and a set was up, I said, "Oh, how about this? What if we did this?" That's really exciting to work that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're not just reading whatever somebody has written, and that's and you know just do this and don't say anything else and that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, just shut up and stand over there. No, no, it was a, a wonderful atmosphere to uh, to work in, and obviously the show was such a success. It was it was terrific, but there were so many other offers that were uh, that were there that had to be taken advantage of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and our younger listeners will will uh, know you from uh, the Wizards of Waverly Place and and Kim Possible and. Uh, yes. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, you, you span the generations for, you know, for people to of all ages. Well, I'll tell you, the, the Wizards of Waverly Place, have you ever seen it? Oh, yes, yeah. Because it is an enormous hit. I mean, I can't tell you the the, the, the number of people who, uh, you know, people that you don't know that you see in, out in the world, on the street, whatever, who go, oh, yes, I saw you on Wizards of... It's it's an, an enormous hit. It, yeah. in, the impact of that show is not unlike uh, you know the laughing, except laughing was a different kind of uh, uh, genre, right. a different uh, <laughs> variety type. Yeah, yeah. And then of course uh, the the wuzzles and the pound puppies. And, and oh my yes, <laughs> there we are with the animals again. <laughs> right. Yeah. You always seem to to have something with animals in there somewhere. Yeah. As yeah. a matter of fact, I'm looking on my wall. There is a. Uh, a cartoon drawing of my character in the Wuzzles. And, you know, our dear Henry Gibson was in the Wuzzles also. Oh, that's right, yes. He was one of the, one of the characters. And I'm looking at the, uh, they gave me a, a, a cell from um, Beauty and the Beast, or oh, the, the animator gave me uh, the wardrobe, and also the animator also drew, I think, Donald Duck. Yeah, I think he did the voice of Donald mm. Duck also, Tony. Mm. So I have a, a, a Disney wall. Yeah, jeez, yeah. And on the Wuzzles, I was trying to think of what the name of the character was. Was it Hoppopotamus? Hoppopotamus. Yeah, because all the animals were a combination of two animals, and she was uh, obviously an, uh, a combination of a, a rabbit and a hippopotamus. Hippopotamus, yes. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jeez. I wish you luck with the the event that's going to be going on on uh, Saturday, on the fourteenth, in uh, Universal you. City in California, at um, the 
Universal Hilton. Universal Hilton. Yep. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm sure that's going to be a, a, a real a real blast for everybody who goes. I'm sure they're going to have a great time. And, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. And I wish you luck uh, with your uh, actors and others for animals. It's a good cause. And uh, Thank you. We, Thank uh, you. Appreciate you taking the time. I know you're you're very very busy, and uh, I, I appreciate that you taking the time to talk to us. Well, I I had a good time chatting with you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, take Jerry. care. Thank you. you Bye. Too. Joanne Worley is such a great guest. I want to thank her so much for taking the time out of her busy schedule and sharing some time with us. And uh, she, she, she's such a, a, a nice person. She uh, cares about animals and, and just so much that she does. And uh, she makes us laugh. What more can you do for that? I mean, she's just a great person. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And uh, that's about it right now. And be sure to join us on Sunday as we have another episode coming your way of On Screen and Beyond. They just keep rolling our way. And I'll tell you, we have a fascinating guest lined up for you, and I hope you're going to join us. Till then, this is Brian. Take care. Thank you.